Hello, everybody. Welcome to Show Yourself Pittsburgh, a podcast of two average guys from southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Chris, alongside with Average Joe. A little average Joe. Well, yep. a little below average Joe. Ah. Nah. <laughs> We're a podcast that just focus on sports, entertainment, whatever the hell we feel like talking about. Um, this week's episode is going to be something from our childhood, pro wrestling from the 90s. So like WCW, NWO, uh, WWF, Attitude Era. So mostly like mid-90s to a little bit uh, late 90s. And we'll talk about some of our childhood memories. And then uh, just uh Want to touch upon a little bit of baseball to wrap up. Uh, Manfred said they might keep uh, the 12 or 14 team playoffs, which I'm cool with. The 16 team playoff seems excessive, and I'd be happy with the 12 or 14 team. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, when the teams are getting in uh, below 500, it's a, it's a bit excessive. <clears throat> Although, you know, it's just like any other playoffs. Um, one of one of those teams could pull an upset, but uh, it's still, you know, I'd, I'd rather not overdo it. And uh, sixteen teams seems to overdo it. Although for this season, I think it worked because it's really hard to to really show your team in sixty games. Yeah, and we'll we'll discuss a little bit more of the baseball, but that was just something that I found pretty interesting, and I wanted to touch upon it before we. Uh move too far into the week. We're going to release a couple more episodes this week. Our usual football recap will be just kind of a standalone episode since it's pretty popular of us bickering. Then we'll release another episode of just kind of like the pause pause of whatever we feel like talking about. Probably a little bit more about baseball playoffs and eh, maybe we'll do something about songs or books or something like that. Um, I'm listening to uh, the latest Stephen King book, uh, If It Bleeds. It might give you just like a little preview and about that. What my early thoughts, because I haven't finished it yet, uh, What what's going on with that. We'll see. But uh, without further ado, um, also we're going to do a douche of the week and song that's stuck in my head. So this is going to be kind of one of our shorter episodes just because we're going to Probably release about two or three episodes this week, so. And it's wrestling. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot to talk about other than the past. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into like uh, <clears throat> what's going on with new wrestling a little bit, and I don't know what kind of tangent we might go down because I was watching some old clips and things like that, so I might go off a little bit. So, I was thinking about trying to even get another guest on just because. Um, I don't know where we might go with this. So, any other hot takes or anything going on? No, for... you're talking about a guest for the wrestling show? Yeah, because uh, somebody Blake... who maybe enjoys it more. Well, not current wrestling, but like Blake and I, my one buddy, like he and I will talk about wrestling. We'll like we'll break out the YouTube and just like start watching some old wrestling clips of just. Just stupid things like the Gilbert experiment or when Eddie... Well, we'll get into more wrestling because it's just going to be Joe and I today, so... um, And I've been uh, kind of fucking with Joe the last couple of days 
messing with him about recording the podcast, so he might be a little cranky with me. <laughs> you are a douche, my friend. Oh. Yeah, you, you, you may be nominated for Douche of the Week. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to play our intro of Show Yourself by Mastodon. So, welcome back. We're going to be discussing pro wrestling from, I'm guessing, mostly from the mid-90s, but we'll also talk, because we're in our mid-30s, so we might even talk about a little early wrestling from the 90s and even, like, childhood memories. So, uh, Joe, tell me about when you kind of got into wrestling, whether, like, the first or second time, like me, or if you just kind of got into it for a brief while and then kind of died out. I mean, in the 80s, um, when I was a kid kid, um, my stepdad watched wrestling. Um, so, obviously, I watched wrestling. Um, it, it was funny. He had recorded a bunch of uh, ni- uh, 80s wrestling, like WrestleManias, you know, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> you know, the old, well, to me, that's old school. I know wrestling has a pretty pretty big history, you know, going back to the 60s even. Yeah. But, um, but for me, I mean, that's when it started, and in the '90s, you know, as a as a young kid, uh, early teenager, very early. I mean, I fell out, you know, probably around fourteen or fifteen when when most kids start doing more extracurricular activities. But uh, but yeah, you know, that's that's when when I was more of a fan for sure. Yeah, I have similar. My grandfather on my mom's side. He was a big Bruno San Martino guy, so he would, like, we would rewatch some of the old matches, like, in black and white. And then I kind of got into wrestling, and I would say the early 90s, I was a big Vader, like, Hulkster, WWF style, uh, Randy Macho Man. And then I, I kind of fell out of it and then got back into it during the the NWO, WCW, Attitude Era in the mid-90s, and for a couple of years, I was pretty big into it. I actually went to a show with one of my older sisters, and and uh, that was always the talk at the lunch table about, oh, did you watch Raw last night? Did you watch SmackDown last night? So uh, it was always fun. And like Joe said, you find uh, you start finding yourself or finding girls and kind of get out of wrestling. But the last, I want to say about maybe six or seven years ago was the last time I got to watch like WrestleMania and here and there I'll turn on wrestling just to scope it out a little bit. And it just doesn't hold my interest like it used to. So, uh, the first little topic I want to talk about, cause I was more of a WWF guy. So I want to lead off with a little bit of WCW and WO. Uh, that's, Pretty much when wrestling kind of started booming again was uh, when the new world order of pretty much it was Hulk, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, who I'm a big fan of Kevin Nash, kind of started their own like uh, rival takeover of WCW. And that storyline kind of propelled the WCW franchise over WWF for about a year or two. Yeah, probably about that time. And then it wasn't until WWF kind of countered with their own like alternate storyline of no more of the wholesome wrestlers and 
went with like the DX and Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of storyline. So it definitely matured from, I don't know if it was just because of our age, we were going from like the eight or nine year olds to the 13, 14 year old, the sex and the violence was a little bit more prevalent. So do you, what's your memories of WCW and NWO? Um, you know, a lot of sting WCW, um, was where, was where I got started with wrestling. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and when I think of WCW, I, I think of sting, I think he kind of ran that, um, for a long time. And, um, you know, he, I guess he was the good guy and I usually, you know, like the good guys. Uh, but you know, his entrances were always crazy. You know, everybody went nuts when he came out with his, with his uh face paint and stuff like that um and i can't i can't even remember if the road warriors wrestled on wcw i assume they did but they're not listed in or anything when i'm when i'm looking back i mean this is when i was really young so i can't really remember but Mm -hmm. um uh if i got my first taste of the the road warriors in in um, wcw or not but there was a lot of you know wrestling that that i liked from uh wcw and, uh, you know, that's when I was real young. So, but, uh, now that I'm looking through like the top 50 WWF, I can see why, um, you, like you said, there was, you enjoyed that more. I think that was definitely where, uh, that I, what I enjoyed also more. Yeah. And like, I was always more of like the bad guy kind of guy. So like Sting was cool and everything, but like the, the little group of, because I was a big Kevin Nash guy because he played uh, Sh- Shredder and uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze. It was just kind of a natural uh, progression with him. Wow, dude, then, I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know how I found that out. Like, Shredder is, was played by Uncle Phil on the cartoon and Kevin Nash in one of the TV or uh, the movies. Hmm. Um, when you think of WCW and NWO, you shouldn't always think of just the wrestlers from Stain the Hulk to uh, Ray, well, not Razor, but uh, Razor was cool. I liked Razor, and he well, was a he bad was guy. Du- he yeah. was WWF, but uh, <clears throat> not true. But you got to think of Eric Bischoff. He was kind of the general manager and kind of the creative force under. I think even Dusty Rhodes was part of that too, because he was slowing down his wrestling. And uh, I don't think we're going to talk about um, ECW all that much, but that had a lot of uh, influence on too, a little bit more of the flying stuff that brought over from the uh, Japanese promotions too. But Eric Bischoff, I mean, he he should get a lot more credit where uh, credit's due because he brought in kind of like the more mature uh storylines to help propel WCW from just kind of a, eh, well, if you want, like, if you don't want to watch just WWF, you have a little bit, a little WCW, not a lot of big names. Uh, give it, give him a lot of credit for kind of uh, forcing Ted Turner to open the pocketbooks, go out and sign w, uh, WWF guys like Hogan and Scott Hall to get them coming over. And then he wrote the storylines to help propel WWE, which, I mean, WCW. So, I mean, he, he was probably the mainstay behind turning 
Hulk Hogan from a bad guy from a good guy. So pretty impressive. Uh, I mean, their their run was not that long, which happens with wrestling because you'll have that maybe like that small percentage of people that they're going to watch wrestling regardless. But to try to get get to go mainstream, it's going to be even harder. So, and another guy I was kind of a big fan was Lex Luger, just because he's a big monster. And Macho Man was pretty cool, too. Um, I just, with WCW, their, their uh, pay-per-views, like the Big Bash and things like that, just, they, they were no WWF. There were no WrestleMania or SummerSlam to me, so... I mean, that's all I really have for WCW. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say the same as you know. I just, I can, and I think. See, I, I don't remember, like I said, but those first matches that I remember watching were the ones that my stepdad had recorded. Uh, Dusty Rhodes, you know, when he was like, it was like 300, 350 pounds. I mean, this big dude out there wrestling. It was pretty crazy. He looked, he looked like he was dying out there, but. Um, <laughs> You know, I got into it, and it was it was fun. Um, you know, I hated uh, Ric Flair, but as I grew up, you know, you appreciate his character um, and how good he was. You know, uh, but as a kid, I I hated him. You know, he was a great heel. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. Really got. I mean, we'll probably touch a little bit more upon it, but the Monday Night Wars between Nitro and Monday Night Raw. I mean, for four or five years, even though I was more WWF, I always wanted to keep my eye on WCW, and that probably helped propel WCW's ratings. But for those three or four years there, it was pretty awesome to be a teenage kid and have something to watch on Monday nights other than Melrose Place or (laughs) Monday Night Football. So um, Monday Night uh, Raw was WWS primary show. They also had the Sunday show and then later on with the SmackDown on Thursday, then eventually uh delve into Thursday. Um I like to call this and I think most people call it the Attitude Era, where you had DX, the corporation, Vince and Shane, McMahon and even Stephanie, and then Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and then probably brought out the one of the most popular wrestlers. Other than Hulk, I would say The Rock is probably one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. I mean, I can't imagine somebody saying anybody more popular. I mean, Stone Cold's up there, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. You know, it's this list I'm looking at, they actually have Bret Hart as, as the uh, number one guy from the 90s. And uh, I didn't mention him either. And I was never a brick- Bret Hart, Blake really liked the Hitman because he liked the sunglasses and the attitude and everything from. But I was never a big Bret Hart guy. Yeah, me, me neither. Um, but uh, you know the the other top five on this list, and I'm sure there's thousands of lists. But Randy Savage, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and then The Rock is number six. I mean, for for wrestling fans out there, you know, take your pick. I'm sure. Yeah. For you know, those are a lot of people's favorite wrestlers. So either way, yeah, and then we'll we'll discuss kind of our each maybe our favorite couple of our most favorite wrestlers and kind of reason why. Probably explain why we're more into wrestling back then. 
but yeah, to their uh, the storylines of kind of similar uh, with the NWA trying to take over D-Generation X where you had uh, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn and Triple H and Shawn Michaels and China and uh, Xbox kind of just kind of doing their own thing causing havoc and then the storyline of the corporation with Big Boss Man and Ken Shamrock and The Rock was in there <laughs> then uh, that delved into a more storyline of uh, The Undertaker who was uh, one of my favorites uh, started his own like little stable of wrestlers uh, with him and the um, Gangrel and Christian Edge and the acolytes of uh, Baruch and Bradshaw. And then you had just Stone Cold kind of as his outlier of just beating the shit out of whoever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Which There's always that popular meme of Stone Cold uh, beating Vince McMahon with a bedpan in the hospital or blowing <laughs> up the limousine. Just crazy stuff. And it was a good time back in the when you're like 12 or 13 years old, you're so excited to go to uh, school the next day to just discuss all this. So it was uh, recapping. And then you always have that one kid. Well, it was definitely real. Did you see that blow up? I mean, that's crazy. Well, that's around the time that uh, you find out that, that uh, Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> so you really want to believe in wrestling. <laughs> it's real, man. It's real. So we're talking probably 96, 97. Uh, you have wrestlers kind of going back and forth. That, that like before that uh, attitude era, it seemed like a lot of wrestlers were going from WWF to WCW, and then right around, I think I want to say Bret Hart was the last one that uh, vacated, and then all of a sudden, uh, the Montreal Screwjob. So if anybody's into uh, wrestling like I am. I recommend some of the Dark Side of the Rings on Vice. You can find them usually on YouTube or the Montreal Screwjob where uh, it goes into the backstory of Bret Hart leaving WCW and, I mean, WWF for WCW and Shawn Michaels takes the title away from him even though Bret Hart didn't want him to. Uh, My opinion is he should have just gave up the belt and just accepted defeat instead of trying to take the that I think that's why I'm not a big Bret Hart guy just because he I think if it wasn't for Vince setting it up that uh Shawn Michaels was gonna win the belt, he was gonna try to take the belt to WCW and just kinda wave it in front of Vince. So but yeah, that's a great no other two documentaries they're both pretty good and they give you like behind the scenes uh access of it. So then, like, 97, 99, that's when the Attitude Era just kind of took off. And I was probably about 14 or 15. And I I still had my, both my eyes on it, but it wasn't as popular. I mean, I would always try to maneuver the TV to try to get the pay-per-views because I grew up poor. Mm. <laughs> but what's your takes from uh, the Attitude Era? Yeah, I mean... Uh... You know, I was I was already falling out a little bit of definitely not uh, enjoying it as much as when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But uh, got to throw you know mention uh, your boy Mark Madden. Uh, you know his time spent you know as a wrestling uh, announcer, and uh, I know you love that. Well, 
I, I thought it was pretty cool that I would listen to Mark at night on the radio and then he would be doing uh, WWE, or I mean w, WCW, which was pretty cool. Well, that's before he took on his real radio persona, I think, that, that made you begin to hate him. But um... No, he's, he's done the same shtick. <laughs> since the early 90s or i mean mid 90s well, i think it's, it's gotten a little worse uh, no it's the me. same it's just you're mature and you're oh. like oh my god he's still doing that <laughs> hey, like it's I not still like enjoy howard, him. Uh, well you haven't grown up yet yeah, like yeah that's what listening to howard stern in the like 80s 90s oh, oh cool he's got strippers on now he's like more of a calm down hey let's talk to paul mccartney or Let's try to get Pearl Jam in here. Like you, yeah. But more he, of an he became popular on that immaturity. That's the funny part. Yeah, but his audience has matured. Though. Mm, I would. I don't know that, about all that. <laughs> I would hope. Uh, Mark Mad. I guess we are talking about Pittsburgh. So yeah, exactly. Nobody's but, ever been mature here. But no, they, they, definitely. I'd say overall, I, I enjoy WWF more. I mean, WCW. You know, it seemed like the B movie to the blockbuster. You know what I mean? There was there's some really good stuff there, but it's not quite the same. Um, and uh, you know, the what I remember most about you know the '90s and wrestling is the, is uh, is the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, um, Stone Cold. Those were that's who I enjoyed more than anybody else. Yeah, and I think part of the reason WWF is, and I, I know it's called WWE, but we're talking about in the nineties. It was WWF it was, exactly because I don't want to make. Oh, no, you're calling it by the right name. Well, the right well, name is WWF. Yeah, <laughs> they should just kept it and bought bought out the Wildlife uh, Federation then. But, um, I think also the the uptick in UFC fighting has hurt wrestling and we'll get into more of my uh, theories of why wrestling sucks now <laughs> spoiler um i want to talk about a couple of our favorite wrestlers i mean i already said the undertaker was probably one of my favorite just because he was such a big guy he could maneuver and he had that whole dead persona which i always found it was pretty cool and he'd always had the coffin matches and had paul bearer out there and then, obviously, his uh, brother, Kane, with the hellfire and brimstone. And uh, I was a big rock guy. I liked him more when he was kind of like, he was always kind of very arrogant. But I also liked it mostly like when he was playing like the heel and people were booing him. Uh, Kurt Angle, because he was from Pittsburgh, was a big fan of his. And then Ken Shamrock and probably... Other than Undertaker, my other favorite one is probably Mankind. Not so much Cactus Jack or Dude Love, but uh, Mankind, just because his matches were unbelievable. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about one of the most popular uh, wrestling matches of that uh, time period here in a few minutes. But I was a big Mankind guy. I think he was fantastic on on TV and you can, if you ever get a chance, I heard his uh, comedy when he does his tours are pretty funny as well. So He's in my top five. You, you yeah. know, that's the first one that you mentioned um, that's in my top five also. Mankind was, was, he was great. He was a, 
he was a great showman. I mean, he had three decent characters, one great, you know, well, two decent characters and one great character um, with mankind. I mean, let alone you, you got to count his his own character, Mick Foley. You know, uh, he he did a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, you know, he was he was pretty versatile. But like you said, those man when he wrestled as mankind, um, he made you feel like he was pretty twisted, and I enjoyed that <laughs> personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he took it to a new level. Like, and I, I think I watch like I have like one of those old v- VHSs where it kind of tells you a little bit about his story about how he struggled going through, uh, um, trying to get his start. He had to go to Japan and everything to kind of get learn the, like the pain tolerance and things like that, which was pretty awesome. So. Um, who else would you put on your favorite wrestler guy? Well, other than so we'll go. I just uh, just a quick um, just a quick mention of my favorite heel or jabroni that you like to call, and that was uh, Disco Inferno. Uh, he cracked me up so much. Like he always, he came in, he was always so like upbeat, like he had a chance. And he lost every match. And it, I swear I remember him winning one match. It must have been against a real horrible wrestler. But I don't know if that was, like, his reward for years and years of getting pummeled. Uh, but I just always enjoyed – I would actually get excited at that first or second match where, um, you know, where, where Disco Inferno comes out knowing that he's going to get beat. Uh, but watching him as if he thinks he's going to win. Anyway, uh that was just, I know that was off the wall, but uh, I'll go Roddy Roddy Piper for my next one. Um, I don't yeah. know, something about him. He was, uh, you know, he, he it was almost like a regular dude. Yeah, yeah. he was a real worker, and I, I failed to mention him. I had him listed in here for, because I, I even broke down a little bit of uh, each side of wrestlers from WCW I liked, and Roddy was always like that hard worker guy. He wasn't like, huge like Hulk Hogan or Scott Nash or Lex Luger but he was just like I, I consider him like Randy Macho man big and ripped but like he had to actually work at his craft as opposed to just showing up yeah and he was from one of my favorite 80s movies They Live <laughs> I, ca- I kind of liken him a little bit to um, you know he, he was he was a B a B movie star kind of, you know. He, he Hulk Hogan tried to do it, and he he was in some bigger movies because he was a bigger star. And then, of course, um, you know, The Rock. He's he's like the model for wrestlers turning into movie stars. But uh, you know, he had charisma. The, the um, you know Rowdy Roddy Piper. And, uh, you know, he, he had a good stage presence and, and I think he was a decent actor for being a wrestler. And, uh, yeah, so they, that's my, that was my next one. What do you, what do you got? What's your next one? Well, I already, I already said Mankind, Undertaker, The Rock, Kane. Oh, you've already said Shamrock, okay. yeah. Well, so. I mean, uh, like I said, Mankind, just to touch on that, uh, the mandible claw, that, oh, ma- yeah. that mask, I mean, probably. Socko. You know, I'm wondering how many like mankind. Uh, you know his his persona. Uh, I wonder if he had any effect on like Slipknot. You know what I mean? Just uh, or 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 fans of Slipknot. You know, gravitating towards them because he was a pretty big pop culture icon in the '90s. Uh, mankind. I remember him being everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think that was pretty cool. Um, 
you know, I would probably go Stone Cold, probably favorite individual wrestler. Uh, he was exciting. I don't know, you know, how it was just his look, his demeanor, you know, his beer chugging. You know, he kind of redneckish a little bit. So, you know, me from Morgantown, you know, uh, West Virginia, I, I kind of I like that character. But all time, nothing compared to see, you know, hearing the intro music and and watching the Legion of Doom. Uh, those those guys, um, as a kid, they were they were my favorite, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I mean. Much like uh, one of our previous episodes, you can't uh, argue with like our choice because these are our personal guys. These are the guys that oh, you kind of fell into mainly because it's our personal uh, opinion. So I mean, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, everybody, you know. And as I'm looking at this list, I mean, I remember all these guys. A lot of them were very popular. I wasn't a huge fan of them. You know, Hogan, Flair, Triple H. I mean, that's not, but that's not when, when those guys were huge, I wasn't really huge into wrestling, I'd say. I mean, well, other than like Flair, but, uh, and, and but, um, but either way, I just, that's not who I gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess, you know, the Road Warriors were something about them, their badass persona, Stone Cold, maybe their badass persona, but, uh, you know, everybody's different. Everybody likes likes uh, different guys, and I I wouldn't argue with anybody when it comes to wrestling. It's just whatever you were getting into at that time, you know. Yeah, and like when we talked about uh, entrance music, there was nothing like for me with, and I wasn't even like a huge Stone Cold fan. That it, uh, oh, glass in, break, yeah, oh yeah, that, that was intro. so awesome. Everybody went nuts when that when yeah. that happened, you know? and I think like. I always kind of like being the outlier of being, eh, I like him, but he's not my favorite with Stone Cold, too. Like, I like the storylines and everything. But uh, another guy I liked the music was, Do you smell with the rock? That was always an awesome well, no, to me. The Road Warriors, like, um, you know, uh, uh, was it last week when, when unfortunately, Joe Laurinaitis passed away? Um, a first time in a long time, I went, I went to YouTube and, uh, you know, started looking up old matches and, you know, they had, uh, they had a little tribute. Uh, it was the, it was like the, um, hall of fame, um, intro for, for the road warriors. And I got chills, you know, uh, it was, it was a little sad, you know what I mean? It was very nostalgic seeing these things that I remember as a kid and, you know, how, I don't. There was. I don't think there was a tag team anywhere near as popular as the Road Warriors. I mean, at that time, yeah. And I like. I was. I liked them. And I want to say we, we seen one of them wrestle at like a little independent promotion around Pittsburgh a few years ago. It had to have been Animal, I guess. And uh, I just don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I I, I, I gotta find that, that man. I gotta find that little program, but um. Like I said, I wanted to talk about, and I, since we're talking about wrestling, maybe eventually someday we might get into like a little bit more different wrestling stuff. But the wrestling match I want to talk about is one of the most popular ones. You'll see clips, and you ever have maybe ten, fifteen minutes. It wasn't even just the the final couple seconds of it. It was also 
the whole match to me. It was Hell in a Cell on, in June of 1998. And do you know where Hell in a Cell took place at the King of Ring, Joe? Nope. nope. Civic Arena. Civic Arena. The yeah. famous match of The Undertaker versus... Uh, was it, I'm trying to think. Mankind. Definitely Mankind. Because you, you never knew whose name he was going to go under. But that <laughs> Hell in a Cell... There was a couple Hell in Cells previously. I think Michael's an Undertaker. Then there was Tag Team one. But then 1998 one at King of the Ring. It's most known for Undertaker throwing uh, Mankind off and Mankind pretty much going through the announcer table. But they threw tacks down, and it was just, I think it was just under like 20 minutes, but it was just, you felt bad for Mankind. But it was one of them shows that if you got, and I don't know how I watched it live, but it was just one of them, those moments that uh, will always stick with me. It's summertime, you're just listening and watching this, Two guys just literally beat the shit out of each other. You, you kind of thought it was... I mean, at that point, I'm like, I know this isn't real, but man. The pain was real. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, I thought a man kind of was going to be broken in half. But, yeah, that was always one of the most popular wrestling matches I'll ever think of, and it's always going to stick out in my head. And to me, if the, there was a ranking of matches, and I'd never even look for that, that I would imagine that has to be at least top two or three of all time. Just from the, the torture factor, I mean, those guys were just torturing each other. Mm-hmm. It was like masochism at its finest. And then uh, another uh, note I have here, if you're on Twitter, I mean, obviously I want you to follow, show yourself uh, PGH on Twitter, but another nice follow is 90s WWE. They always put out like great GIFs or GIFs or whatever the hell you want to call it. But they also throw out a lot of great memes and also like little clips of great matches from that 90s era of Attitude and NWA, WCW era. So I'd recommend them on Twitter. And then uh, I want to get into just a couple touch upon why I think uh, the new wrestling kind of sucks. And now that I'm in my mid-30s, like I said, I've watched a little bit of the AEW wrestling with that. Chris Jericho, which I think is pretty much going to be bought out by WWE now. But to me, I think new wrestling sucks mainly because I think all the wrestlers kind of look alike. I know, like, you were talking about the guys like with the mask. I know uh, somebody to look at, if you, Joe, if you have time, is that Bray, Bry- Bray Wyatt. He wears, like, a lot of Slipknot masks and, like, kind of weird scary shit so if you ever get a chance sorry a little technical difficulty there did you hear me i got no i I just got back in Uh, sorry about that you're all right but i just want to mention that uh bray wyatt uh, he has a lot of weird masks like uh slipknot too and um new wrestling to me also sucks not just because all the wrestlers kind of seem have the same body type and i don't know if it's Men prefer to watch women just being as a sex symbol. I know uh, Charlotte Flair and some of these other lady wrestlers. They're they're more of a main event uh, characters. But I think a lot of the wrestling sucks now is because W or WWF 
does have another wrestling com- promotion as competition as they have UFC as competition. So why would you want to watch fake wrestling with storylines when you can watch actual real wrestling and real grappling with a little bit of storyline when I think like Conor McGregor is the main character and uh, Tito Ortiz and some of these older guys from the, uh, UFC kind of helped ruin um, uh, what pro wrestling is now. Well, it just depends. I mean, kids are always going to like wrestling, but, you know, how, how many adults are going to continue to like it, continue to watch it? Um, and I, I think that they've kind of lost that, whereas in the 80s and 90s, um, you know, they still, I guess they carried a lot more adult fans. And even kids, honestly, I'm sure they've lost kids. There's too much going on for kids. So with mm-hmm. Social media, video games, um, there's so much other options. There's so many other options. But uh, just to touch on Bray Wyatt, I mean, if I was still in wrestling, he would probably be my favorite wrestler just because of his character. Um, you know, I love his intro music. little shout-out to Code Orange, um, you know, from mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I like his character. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a, you know, of a knockoff of mankind, I think. But, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can't – original is, is really hard to do so sometimes borrowing is is the right thing and i don't think bray wyatt would be uh very popular right now without his his uh his character you know yeah yeah i don't think he's all that much popular now as it is so like mainstream ones yeah but i i don't keep i haven't seen you know i'll read a little bit about wrestling matches and you know, uh, from what I read, it seems like not even rest. They they don't have any young stars. Uh, you know, what was it, a year or two ago they had WrestleMania or whatever, and they had it was Undertaker versus Goldberg or something. And uh, I don't I, even know. I think it was, and people just said, "What the hell?" Like it was two guys past their prime. You know, great. You know, Hall of Famers. Don't get me wrong, but it shouldn't be your main event. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, bill it as a, hey, Hall of Fame match. You know, these two old guys, you know, get them in there for five or ten minutes, try to get them to do their best moves, uh, but don't stretch it out and see that their age just, you know, they can't be superstars anymore. And I know they pumped a lot of money to that NX team uh, upcoming promotion, and maybe they'll do something more like, uh, like what they did with DX where they try to take over, but. Yeah, to me, I'll watch a little bit of wrestling here and there once in a while just to see if I'm back into it, and very rarely. So that's my final word on uh, pro wrestling now. Anything else, Joe? No, it's uh, great memories, um, but definitely I don't know hardly anything about the new, you know, the last 10 years, 15 years. Yeah, same here. So uh, that was our wrestling. We might uh, delve into something more specific one day, just maybe like a five, ten minute conversation about something. But uh, that's our pretty much our overview on wrestling right now. So uh, we'll come back and wrap up the show here in just a couple minutes. Or a couple moments, I guess. Oh, what a rush. <sighs> Welcome back. Um, we're going to wrap up today's show. Uh, this week's Do Show of the Week, for me, I'm going to stick with the 
937 the fan go with Paul Zeiss. <laughs> he dude, is I such totally a, would agree with you there. He's such a douche. Oh my god. And you like, know honestly though, I I've, I've listened to him a couple times recently and the wife's in the car and she hates him too. Um <laughs> but he makes me feel a little better about my our um skills because he's not a good radio guy. And he's not even a good columnist either. Yeah, he smacks his lips. He says more ums than any other word. Uh, He's he's just terrible. As I say um, but uh, he's Um, not very good. Um, No, um, he's... I I liked him at first when he came out. He was was different, I think, you know, than than a lot of other uh, guys on there, a lot of other hosts, but... His his political leanings come out way too much. He's so annoying. He constantly talks about uh, how we should have full stadiums, and it's like you're not very bright, man. If if that's you know if that's what you're hanging your hat on, that you know basically just just he always talks about that. The high school games, whatever, full stadiums. Who cares? Let people get sick and die as long as you get to watch a game. And just in case if somebody's listening to this in 2025, we have the coronavirus still going Oh, yeah, that, that's a thing, about, unfortunately. About, well, I mean, it might be still going If on, you're listening to this in 2025, I feel bad for you, sir. <laughs> Poor man. But, uh, no, I, he, I, I don't know who else to nominate because he was on the top of my list. Uh, so I'm yeah. just going to agree with you and say <laughs> – Paul's ice definitely douche of the week. Uh, he just like, yeah, like I used to like um same way. I used to like him. He was like out of the box, like just kind of loud mouth, and it was kind of like uh, Ron Cook's gas mm. on fire because he would like <laughs> not turn the mic on, just like random stuff. And he, I'd like that. Get but a now, girlfriend. <laughs> but now like, I don't even follow him on Twitter. He just. He's just so annoying, and to me, I think last week I was listening. I don't really like. I'll listen to the fan in the morning, and maybe on my drive home, just catch up on anything that might happen, and then I'll go back to like listen to music or something. But he came on, and I was just like, it was cringy. It was like absolute cringe. Yeah, I used to listen to the fan a lot more. It's hard for me to deal with hardly any of their guys anymore. Uh, I still, I do like Pompiani. So, and and surprisingly, I used I used to hate Cook, but he's grown on me a bit. Um, So that's probably my favorite show is the afternoon with Starkey Cook, and especially when they have Pompiani. I do like Pompiani. He's knowledgeable, and I I I tend to agree with most of his thoughts. He he he. But he's, he's a middle of the road. He is a middle of the road guy, and and that that's cool with me. You know, it, when you take hard stances or you t- you try to do hot takes, it, it gets annoying to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's my uh, this week of douche of the week. So, going uh, to our next segment, song in my head. I'll let Joe lead off with that one. Any particular song that kind of you're listening to? A little bit more than usual. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Gojira. Gojira. Yeah, like I said, they've been growing on me a ton. Uh, a lot of their, I just downloaded their full catalog, so it's hard to pick one. Uh, one song. Well, that is the segment. It's but uh, I, I said it's hard to, but I'm going to. The Silvera is my favorite song of theirs right now, and uh, it's just a really hard, lot of bass drum. 
kind of hard song. And, and if you give it a listen, I think you'll enjoy it. So I like their chair. I, I think they're a lot better of a live band as a French band. And, uh, they're one of those bands that play main stages at all these festivals, and you, you love being in the pit because they just play, they just want you feel that bass in your chest, which is awesome feeling. So, um, I'm going to go more of a lightweight. Uh, As one of the, usual, one now, one of the vehicles I have to drive daily uh, actually has a radio in it, which is nice. Is um. And it's a band that was actually, I think I won the Rock and Ranges, and I heard people talking about it, and I was like, I don't know who the hell this is. Uh, the Interrupters, like, and I, I don't know anything about them other than they're like the Matchbox. It sounds like they're Matchbox 20 of the last couple of years. But the song She's Ca- Kerosene, I kind of like it. It's kind of catchy. Uh, I think, like, I don't know if the X just plays it nonstop, but it. I was in the vehicle like back to back days and it came on and I was like, oh, this is kind of a catchy song. It's not, it's kind of like that 21 Pilots, like soft sounding rock. So, Ugh. yeah, okay. yeah, it's catchy. I, I've heard listen. that She's Kerosene song on the X on the yeah. one of the few times I turn it on anymore. And yeah. uh, it's not a, it's not a bad song. No. And for me to, and I thought the X went pretty much alternative and then. I listened to it the other day, and it seemed like they were playing a little bit more Stain and a little bit more songs that I liked back to, like, Disturbed and things like that. I mean, they're still not going to play Gajira or uh, Lamb of God, but, I mean, at least they're delving into a little not bit. Not many of... radio stations are playing that. That's that's more of uh, satellite radio, for sure. Yeah, that's sad. But uh, wrap up the final show here, uh, final couple minutes here. I think the next we usually do like our football recap and like maybe another topic or two. I think we're just going to break that up into two episodes, so that way, if you're just want to listen to us uh, discuss football and argue about football, you can. And the other one be like with pop culture, maybe a little bit more about the MLB playoffs. So there'll be two episodes, and it'll be labeled, uh, so that way you can kind of pick which one you want to do. Um, finally, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we're we're slowly listening. Uh, we're up to like I think two listeners now. So mm-hmm. I want to thank uh, both of you. So if there's anything that you want us to discuss, please follow us on Show Yourself PGH. I'll throw that in the details here. And um, just want to thank everybody. And if you can, uh, please rate us wherever you get your uh, podcast, whether it's on here on Anchor or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I'll let Joe have the final word today. Thanks for listening. Not. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a Borat 2's coming out, too. So yeah, excited I'm, about I'm that. going to watch that for sure. Yeah, Amy's never watched uh, Sasha Barrett Cohn. I recommend Borat, followed by Bruno, the Ali G show. Like, it's pretty much the same character, but it's funny <laughs> regardless. So uh, thank everybody for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Later. Toodles.